Hello and welcome to Damn, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses. My name is Doug, and these are my acute mental neuroses. This will not be a talking fast episode, though I do have a lot of stuff to slam through, so I may talk quickly later on. It's been a weird week. I'm going to just get right into it with the fallout from Shutting the Gap. Um, I talked about this last week, the whole thing with, with Gonzo. And I've tried to talk to Gonzo. At one point, I was not in a biological, chemical sense to talk to Gonzo. I still did, and I kind of just left him at a bar, which was unfair of me. And I'm sorry, and I've apologized to him. I did try to find him a place to live. The vacancy in this apartment fell through. Um, he was wondering if that's all we had to talk about. I said, no, I will call you. I'm in the middle of something. I'll call you in like 20, 30 minutes. It took 40 to minutes to 60 an hour. I tried to call him and got voicemail. Not kicked right to voicemail, but it rang and went to voicemail. That was yesterday. And uh, I tried to call him this morning, uh, late mornings. I know he might work nights and still no answer and no call back. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm done reaching out, but I put in the effort. If I don't see an effort back, I stop with my own effort. I think that's a fair assessment. I think that's something I've learned um, not to hold on to where I'm like, oh, I haven't talked to this person and I have no closure. And it's like, make your own closure, process the feelings, and move on. So, once again, Therapy Doug kind of wins out in this one. Shooting the Gap is still on hiatus. Um, I've been in talks with Ryan. I need to probably call him probably tomorrow and figure out if I'm going to do like kind of a farewell thing and post a farewell tag on The Last Cushion or if we're going to try to resurrect the show with the new hosts. I don't know. I don't know. But it's been an emotional, you know, not necessarily losing a show. I mean... Shooting the Gap, one of our lowest-rated shows, which is weird enough because they're, they're our most prolific show on the interwebs, on social media. They have hundreds of followers on Facebook. Um, I don't know what they're at on Twitter followers, but it's it's over hundreds. Yet, none of these followers listen to them. Yeah, let that sink in. I've yet to figure out this phenomenon. I will call it the Shooting the Gap phenomenon, for lack of a better word, uh, or words. I, I don't know. It's it, it boggles my mind on both professionally with the show and personally with that I reach out to Gonzo and he doesn't reach back out. I know I kind of offered an olive branch and then it fell through and I left him at the bar and that was stupid of me. I, I shouldn't have let my emotions get control of me like that and, and I shouldn't have just kind of freaked out on him and then left. Like that was shitty. That was a dick move. Um, I should have been better than that, and I know that. I'm taking responsibility and accountability for that. I've apologized him for that, but I'm still angry at at the situation. I'm still... Well, anger is a secondary emotion. We've talked about this how many fucking times. I'm sad. I'm I'm not depressed, but like I'm sad at the situation that he's been given every opportunity and just fucks up. Um, he does the bare minimum, if that, and then when things fail around him because they were, require more than 1% effort, he can't keep it together. So, But speaking of getting things done, which no one was, except for me, 
I have three days off this week um, from the day job. It's it's a rare three day weekend. Um, I'm right in the smack dab middle of it. I have gotten so much done. It's so it's amazing how productive you can be when you get to quote unquote sleep in till uh, <laughs> five thirty six in the morning and start your day then and have everything done at what is it like? Well, it's like three thirty ish right now. Honestly, I I thought my day was done. I completely forgot I had to record this. So. He, but here I am. Here I am. I didn't forget about you guys, uh, Baconeers. Oh, right, I'm not supposed to call you that on audio. Shit, motherfuck. Anyway, so three days of doings with the, the list you cannot see says. Um, I've gotten so much done. Uh, there's stuff that I kind of came up against a wall, which I'll talk about later with a few things, that I just can't do until Friday, till paydays. I've got to pay to do them. It's a long story. I'm not going to get into one of them. Um, but I will get into another one after this. Because of scheduling conflicts with uh, Lizzie, Deb, and I for No Applause, Just the Clap, and I'm I'm really just sad that Deb hasn't been on No Applause in a while. I've been trying to kind of coordinate, trying to bounce between recording with Lizzie and then maybe doing like every other one with Deb, and it'd be really fun because I've got some stuff that I really want Deb around for. Not that Lizzie's a bad co-host by any means, but some stuff just goes back a couple years or similar uh, interests that uh, Lizzie and I don't have. I wanted to say rest in peace, Anton Yelchin. We didn't get to do this on uh, No Applause. It was a uh, convention audio episode. I had a coworker walk up to me and say, are you a Trekkie? At which point I went, it's a trap. And he goes, ha, ha, ha. I'm like, no, that means I'm a Star Wars fan, not a fucking Trekkie. And I'm not a fucking Trekkie. Um, I'm actually, I don't hate Star Trek. I just, I never got into it. Like, the original series scared me as a child in the same way Doctor Who scared me as a child. I just didn't understand it. And the special effects were oddly effective on a young person. And then the next generation came along and I was like, well, I didn't get the first one, so I'm not going to get this one. So I didn't really watch it. And uh, I've got a friend, Rob, who loves The Next Generation, and I I, I just can't get into Star Trek. I, I don't know what it is. It's, it seems weirdly impenetrable to me. That's just how it is. But I do like the new movies, which made it accessible for people who are not Trekkies, and people that hate Trekkies, like me. So, he goes, uh, this coworker goes, are you a Trekkie? And I went, no. And he goes, um, did you watch the new ones? I said, yeah. And he goes... You know Chekhov, and I went, his name is Anton Yeltsin. He was an Odd Thomas and uh, that green room, and uh, there was something else. Oh, uh, Barry the X, which we talked about on No Applause, Just the Clap, probably a year ago. And he goes, yeah, he's fucking dead. And I went, oh, fuck. And he goes, yeah, car accident. And I thought, oh, shit, he was high, he was drunk, he was getting blown by a stripper, hooker, escort combo. No, it was a freak fucking accent, which makes it even goddamn worse. That, like, if you believe in God, he would just take him that way, being pinned up against a car that was a neutral and a brick wall. Like, that's horrible. He died of, like, blunt trauma asphyxiation. That is that is just god-awful. Um, it makes me sad, because he was in, like I said, he was in Odd Thomas. He was in uh, Green Room. Uh, Star Trek, obviously, uh, he's been in a bunch of stuff. A uh, Fright Night, uh, he was in the Fright Night remake with Colin Farrell. I mean, I liked him in everything that he's in and that he's gone and so young and so talented. It literally made me sick. 
Um, it literally made me sick. Wow. Uh, but I want to say rest in peace, Anton Yelchin. You're being ushered into heaven by Scotty and Spock and Bones. Why couldn't it have been Paris Hilton? Why could not it, it have been Paris Hilton? Someone who deserves to die. But that's beside the point. Uh, the next thing, uh, something I've been dealing with, I think I talked about last week in terms of like uh, dumb collection agency bullshit. Um, I did want to get more into the meat and potatoes of that um, since I've had the time off and I've been able to get the bureaucratic runaround, so that's kind of the end-all be-all on this one. But basically what happened was, in 2001, yes, we're time-traveling 15 years ago, Back when I was 21, which has nothing to do with the point other than to give you a frame of reference, my grandmother was in the hospital. I parked in the lot by the hospital. I can't remember what hospital it was. I, I think it was, I want to say it was St. Luke's. I'm not sure on that one. And it, it was some kind of lot where I couldn't park then. I didn't know that because I was young and dumb. And I got a parking ticket uh, from the city of Denver. And I, you know, after visiting with my grandmother, sick grandmother, um, I'm not trying to elicit pity on this one. Uh, I came out and went, oh shit, and told my mom the next day, I was like, oh, I got this parking ticket, like, and my grandfather was like, um, you are visiting my ailing wife, I will pay it. Great. Thank you. That seems karmically just. Great. Cut to probably five years later, six years later. I'm getting things in the mail. You haven't, you know, paid this ticket. My mom's like, well, this is ridiculous. I'm just going to pay it, and we'll get this over with. And I went, okay. Cut to, uh, yeah, literally another, like, well, what does that put it? 2007? Yeah, literally another six years ago. I, uh, or six years later, rather. I get a thing in the mail. You haven't paid this. I go, fuck it. Uh, my mom goes, make sure you get a receipt. I go, Done. Um, and I pay this, uh, parking ticket, uh, with the, the extra fees and all this shit, uh, and I get the receipt from, um, whatever it is, um, August 2013, uh, cut to now, three years later, I'm getting more letters from this fucking lawyer group in Texas that says, you owe us the $40 for this parking ticket from 2001. And I'm like, here's the goddamn receipt. Here you go. Leave me alone. And I get a letter back saying, no, that's not what this, what that's the, the receipt doesn't match. You still owe us $40. Please contact Denver parking bureau of violations or some bullshit. And I go, okay, I will. And initially I did. I didn't have the piece of paper in front of me, so they really couldn't help me. I called them back on this block of days off. And I start talking to the guy, and he goes, this is weird. I see no payment activity at all since 2001. I said, this thing's been paid literally three times. I have this payment confirmation. He goes, it's one digit short. I went, then what did I pay? Then what did I pay? He goes, I don't know, you're going to have to take this up with my, my boss's boss's boss, the parking magistrate, which seems like something out of D&D. &D. So I left the parking magistrate a, a voicemail and said, hey, I'm trying to get clarity on this, you know, like, ticket from literally 15 years ago. 
I have the citation number of the original thing. I have a payment confirmation from 2013. Please give me a call back. And that's kind of where I've left it. I haven't gotten a call back. I don't expect a call back before tomorrow, to be perfectly honest. I'm not going to phone bomb uh, this this woman, this magistrate, because that's just annoying and shitty. Like, And that's not the way to get them on your side. But the thing is, I didn't drive for 12 years. Why would I have an $80 charge paying a ticket in 2013 when I didn't start driving again till 2015? And I got my license reinstated in 2015. That outstanding judgment would have come up. And they would have said, you need to pay this to get your license back. So why didn't that come up? What is this mystery payment I have? It has nothing to do with the network. That's my first thought. I was like, well, Colorado Gov, maybe it was like a local payment for it. Nope, nope, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. That's all federal to become an LLC. So, I, I, uh, uh, and other uh, great podcasting sounds that uh, will probably never appear on uh, the show again. I'm sorry. So, dumb ticket thing is what the list says. That's what I'm dealing with. Lastly, and now that I'm I'm worked up, I'm at the perfect point to talk about the last note. This actually happened the day, the day, the last episode of Damn aired. And the note says, should have said, bye, Felicia. So here's what happened. It was Friday. When Damn appears, it was Friday. I was going into my neighborhood bar that I go to. They know me. Fine. Everything's fine. I'm going to get some work done. I'm going to edit. I recorded Mr. Wright and the new Black Falls. Ooh, the new Black Falls. Um, I was going to get that done and uh, upload D20 and post about, damn, and like it, it was a busy Friday for the network. So I go into the bar, and there's super cute girl on the bench outside the bar who I've never seen. And I go, eh, she's cute. Never seen her. Back into the bar. Because like, I'm, I'm going to put myself out there. I get some work done. I have a round, round and a half maybe, and I go out for a cigarette, and uh, she's still there. So this has been maybe half an hour, 45 minutes, and uh, she goes, do you have a cigarette? I said, yeah, I got a cigarette. I light it, because I'm a gentleman. And uh, I say, how's today going? She goes, ah, it could be better. I said, okay. She goes, my husband's an asshole. I said, okay, Sure. That's where you want to take this conversation. I look down. I notice that her uh, her knees are banged up. She's got scratches on her thighs. Uh, defensive wounds. So I put two and two together fairly quickly. I go, but it really sucks. Um, I said, if you want a drink, um, I'm sitting inside at the end of the bar. Come in whenever you you want. And she goes, oh, I could really use a drink. I said, sure. I said, my name's Doug. She goes, I'm Felicia. I should have said, bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. That's what I should have done. In hindsight, I'm a chivalrous knight in my head. I buy her beer, a shot. She drinks, like, whatever, Coors Light, Budweiser, Bud Light, whatever was on tap, and, and a shot of well vodka, which I was like, eh, you can cost me more money than that. Like, you don't have to drink well vodka. No one should have to drink well vodka, ever. And she proceeds to we don't explicitly say that she and her husband got into a physical fight, 
but we do understand each other when I'm like, I've gone through this, I've been through this, I've been through this as a third party, I've been through this as a first party, like, I, I know what's going on, is, is there someplace safe, you know, I can take you, that is reasonably close, I'm not gonna go out of my way, um, and I let her use my phone to call this dude named Ron, and, uh, Ron lives right, right down the street, and I'm like, perfect, great, I'll drive it to Ron's, and she goes, cool, so we get my car, and we drive to Ron's, and, uh, the husband guy's out there, and, uh, he's drunk, like, at some point taking, uh, shots out of a giant bottle of uh, vodka that he's got in his bag, drunk, he's got like a, uh, some kind of, uh, mountain climber-sized backpack, um, which I think was pretty much full of vodka, but, and he's like, oh, Felicia, baby, blah, 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 he's got a voice like Tom Waits gargling hot asphalt. I've never heard anything like it. Um, it is very much almost the lady that did the voice for E.T., who was like a three-pack-a-day smoker, and they didn't use any special effects on her voice. But with my bassiness, like, that's... Yeah, it's terrifying. So, I drive her over there. I've got Ron the phone, and I'm like, hey, this guy's there. Like, what do I do? Like... And, and Ron's like, who the fuck are you? I'm like, I'm Doug. I'm the nice stranger. Like, I'm the good Samaritan. I'm I'm Galahad. I'm the shiny knight in this. And they proceed to fight on the lawn slash green belt of this apartment complex uh, while I'm there. And I'm just like, well, I'm going to go. See ya. And then I think, you know what? Like, maybe she's not safe. And I go, like, Felicia, do you feel safe, do you feel okay, and, he, and the husband's like, nah, it's cool, I'm not doing his voice near as well as I heard it, but he was like, nah, it's cool, she's fine, it's my wife, and I'm like, yeah, I don't think it's fine, I don't think it's cool, um, Felicia, do you need me to take you, like, back to where we were, I didn't say the specific place, uh, or somewhere else, I can figure out a place for you to, you know, at least hang out for a couple hours, and maybe sober up, because at that point I had seen her kind of like, fumble with her purse, and a uh, uh, half pint of vodka, f uh, empty half pint of vodka fell out, and I went, oh, fuck. Um, I'm now enabling this girl. She goes, no, I'm fine, whatever, and she literally, like, curls into a fetal position using her purse as a pillow and proceeds to effectively pass out on this green belt while her husband, who is yelling at me, but not aggressively, he's just being very loud and drunk, but not aggressive, I didn't feel threatened, very loudly, like, proclaims himself like a 12-year vet, and he fought this place, and he deserves better. And I'm like, well, then why don't you just leave? And he goes, well, that's not the point. I'm like, that kind of is. I didn't get into, like, a huge philosophical conversation with him, but I did kind of, like, poke holes in his bullshit. And uh, one of the neighbors uh, decided he was too loud, and she was passed out, uh, Felicia was, and called the cops. So, uh, I'm like, hey, I, and one of the neighbors kind of came out and like whispered in my ear, like, hey, we called the cops. Um, and I was like, well, I'm out of here. Um, I don't need, I don't need this in my life. I don't need this kind of aggravation. And, uh, he's like, oh, did they call the cops? And I'm like, ah, uh, fuck. I was like, no, nah, they didn't. Like, just hang out. Like, here, here's a cigarette. Like, smoke with me. So I keep him there and then the cops roll up and, uh, I kind of 
do like the like uh, the Jim Jeffries dad walk where I'm like, hey, <laughs> how's everything, officer? And the officer's like, well, how do you know these people? I'm like, well, I've known her for about, I don't know, 20 minutes, and I've known him for about five. And he goes, and now are you involved in this? I went, they were in a domestic. Uh, I was trying to get her someplace safe. He was here. The uh, Ron guy who's supposed to let her in is in Longmont, which was unknown to me until I got here. And uh, so here I am. I'm keeping them here for you uh, because I don't know what else to do because I'm not a legally deputized peacekeeper. And the cop goes, wait, so hold on. You're just this stranger who's doing a like nice thing trying to keep a girl safe? And I went, yeah, 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 yeah. He goes... So, you're just a good Samaritan. I went, yeah, yeah. And he goes, okay, well, here's the thing. I got a few of my buddies coming down because it's, you know, multiple people involved in this. I said, I understand. And he goes, you just hang out. And when my friends get here, other cops, let me do the talking. I said, sure, sure, sure. And he goes over and he tries to wake Felicia. And, I, I you know... There's a lot of this where I don't know what happened because the other cop showed up and he kind of did the dad walk over to them and went, hey, uh, this Doug kid, uh, he's fine. He was trying to do the right thing, uh, but the wrong place at the right time. He's not involved. You can take a quick statement, but it's not really going to mean a lot. And I was like, well, okay, here's the deal. And I told him what happened and they go, great, get out of here. And I went, okay, hustle back to the bar. Because I'm like, I need a drink. I have no idea what happened to Felicia or her husband, whose name was Dick. Couldn't be more aptly named after I talked to him. So I walk into the bar, and the bartender, JR, goes, need a drink? I went, yeah. Or he goes, uh, I bet you have a story. And I went, I bet you I do. Uh, and... You know what, what I did, and I know this episode's running a little long, but you know what I did is I confused nice guy with good guy, and the good guy should have been like, let me use your phone, let me take you over there, this dude's there, let's get you out to someplace else, and avoided the entire situation as a whole. But I was the nice guy, and I wanted to acquiesce to both she and the husband in this, what I you know, now know is a domestic dispute. Um, physically, emotionally, whatever you want to call it. Physically and then emotionally, I guess. I should have just gone, you know what? I've done what I can do, and I'm out. Which is a good guy. A nice guy will stay there. To his detriment. So, I should not have been a nice guy. I should have been a good guy. And that that is the day I learned that difference, which was literally, like what? Less than a week ago. So now my goal is to be a good guy, not a nice guy. It makes sense, actually, watching Preacher when they talk about the whole... Well, they haven't explicitly said it, but I know, I know in the comics it goes, you gotta be a good guy. Gotta be a good guy because there are too many bad guys. He never says nice guy. He says good guys. 
Good guys know the difference. That it doesn't get to their detriment. It doesn't behoove them. And that's what I learned this week. And I really want to get... That was the meat and potatoes on this one. From Dam, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, I'm Doug. And from Dam, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, these have been my acute mental neuroses. Good night, Internet. Yeah. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. For more information, visit www.bacnpodcast.com. Your home for almost bacon and banjo!